Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our meditation for this Resurrection Day is found in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 28. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preached, and so you believed. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. 
Our sermon for this Easter day is by Pastor Michael Eichsted of Messiah Lutheran Church in Hales Corners, Wisconsin. Our theme is, It Can't Be Done, Where There's a Will, There's a Way. Dear fellow disciples of the living Lord, it can't be done. If man were meant to fly, God would have given him wings. Perform life-saving surgery on a tiny infant who hasn't even been born yet? Can't be done. Manufacture a electronic device which is small enough to fit in your pocket and yet powerful enough to communicate with anyone virtually anywhere in the world? Nah, can't be done. Well, the response to that is often, where there's a will, there's a way. And it really is a, a testimony to God's glory and power and grace in that God has given human beings marvelous minds which are able to think outside the box and problem solve so that what might have been thought of as impossible, can't be done, is reality. And so today, millions of people fly on commercial airlines without giving it a second thought. People are walking around today because of life-saving medical treatments. Most of us have cell phones, smartphones in our pockets. Self-driving cars are right on the horizon. Who knows what other technological advances there might be. And that has led mankind to say, well, we can accomplish anything. Where there's a will, there's a way. But that really is a false hope. Because there's still crime. There's still sickness. There's still sorrow. There's still death. Because there's still sin. As by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Solomon says that as far as life in this world goes, there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born and a time to die. Overcome death can't be done. And Good Friday would seem to underscore that, wouldn't it? On Good Friday, Jesus, who performed so many miracles, even raised the dead himself, died. Not just any death, but the horrific death of crucifixion. He was beaten, spit upon, nailed to the rough wood of the cross, mocked, jeered, until finally, hours later, he entrusted himself to his father's safekeeping and died. It would seem as though it was a hopeless end. Overcome death can't be done. At least that's what the women thought who went to the tomb. They got up early on Sunday morning, trudged their way to the tomb, expecting to anoint a dead body. The disciples, as we heard, thought the same thing, even when they saw Jesus. We're told they still did not believe for joy and amazement. Can't be done. But where there's a will, there's a way. When it's God's will. It's been said that man's extremity is God's opportunity. And nowhere is that more evident than when it comes to sin and death. Jesus came into the world and said that he had come to lay down his life as a sacrifice for sin, but while he would lay it down, he would also take it up again 
said that numerous times to the disciples, but they didn't understand, they didn't believe it. But it happened. God's arm is not too short to reach into the direst situation to save. And he did that with his son. He sent his only begotten son into the world because of, because of sin, death, because of his love for mankind. And Jesus rose, as we've been singing about this morning. Can't be done, was done, was accomplished. Witnessed by many people over the next 40 days after Easter. And that's now our confidence, our resurrection, really, because Jesus died for us by faith. We've been united with him. So we can't do anything about our sin. Jesus did. We can't overcome death. Can't be done by us. But Jesus did it for us. We've been reconciled to God. Life is ours. Eternal life. And yet, death is still part of our world. But the whole meaning behind it, or the whole significance, has changed drastically. Now it's not a, a hopeless end. Yes, it causes sorrow, deep sorrow. And it comes to everyone. We were reminded of that just this past week when the brother of one of our Messiah members, who was only in his mid-40s, suddenly passed away. A traumatic shock to the family. We have a, a list of names in the bulletin this morning, and Lily's representing those people. We miss them. But at the same time, these lilies are here because of the resurrection. Because Jesus rose, those who believe in him also have eternal life. That is not the hopeless end of all things. Paul says in Thessalonians, we do not grieve as people without hope. For we know that Jesus died and rose again, and we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So we rejoice that the Lord calls his believers out of this world, takes them home to heaven. And we look forward to that resurrection day when all those who believe in the Lord will rise with resurrected bodies and the frailties and the sorrows of this life will be totally forgotten in the glory of heaven. The Easter lesson for us is that while the angels said to the, the women, he is not here, he is risen. The angel's message to us today is he is risen he is now here with us because we don't, we don't worship a dead hero. We're praising a living Savior who says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. But how often don't we forget that and we sorrow and we are discouraged just like the women were, thinking that we're acting at least as though Jesus weren't there, he weren't alive. Well, let Easter remind you, let Easter reinforce in your heart and soul that Jesus is alive. He's our living Savior which means you can bring to him any problem, any trial, and know that he'll hear and help. You can be sure of that because he's already conquered death for us. And when that time of our death comes or the death of a loved one, well, we, we have that hope. As Paul says, we don't grieve as people without hope. We have that sure and certain hope, the resurrection and life to come. What can't be done has been done by our Lord and cannot be undone. That's why Paul says, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord 
is not in vain. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. Visit clclutheran.org for more information. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org. Thank mm-hmm. you.